Two words to describe June Hunt are generous and hope. June has dedicated her entire life to the Lord with such a pure motive of being generous with her time, talent, and treasures. And of course, I have to choose hope for her second word. She founded Hope for the Heart. She hosts Hope in the Night show and created the Hope Center to provide a much needed space for so many. She brings hope to every person around her. You're gonna love this conversation. Here we go. show we have June Hunt. She's an author, speaker, singer, and she also is the founder of Hope for the Heart. We have so much to talk about, June. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm just so excited you're launched and I know. I mean, in the deep end. <laughs> I know. I know it's so great because really we have so much to be thankful for you because we probably wouldn't be sitting here today without you. So thank you for partnering with us in so many ways. We're going to get into a lot of that um, in the show today. I'm honored to be here, deeply. So today we're here at NRB Live 2021. And so if we hear background noise audience, you know, that's really what's happening. There's a lot of people um, out and about, which is so fun. And what's really cool is that you are going to be honored for the um, Hall of Fame award this year. What are your thoughts on that? Well, this is the truth. They have to give it to somebody, Alita. <laughs> And so they did eeny, meeny, miny, mo, and I just happened to be oh, where yeah. Mo was, you know, just right that. Oh. So I'm Mo. <laughs> <laughs> well, you deserve it. You have dedicated your life to ministry. You've dedicated your life to the Lord, and um, we're just so thankful that you've done that. You've created resources that we're able to bring to the world. We're going to get into that. Um, so I remember the first time we met. Mm -hmm. And it was through Thelma Wells, if you remember, she introduced, she called yes. you and she, she said, um, otherwise known as Mama T, you know, everybody yes. likes to call her that. And she called you and said, you have to meet this couple. And so GJ, my husband and I, we got to meet you on a Sunday afternoon. It was like Sunday at yes. one o'clock, if you remember, your friend, June. So uh -huh. June and June, we got together and we spent like five hours together and you know, GJ and I were planning to drive all the way home. For some reason, we had driven down here to Dallas. We were going to drive all the way back home to Lincoln, Nebraska that afternoon. And we just kept sitting there and sitting there. And we had such a beautiful, blessed time with you. And then we got a little um, concert with an audience of two. <laughs> that was amazing. So that was really fun. Um, so I think that what... I love about you is that we get to partner and you have been go so giving and generous with the things that you're doing. Um, I want to really take our listeners back to kind of the start. Um, your organization is called Hope for the Heart. So right. as the founder of Hope for the Heart, how did you come up with that? Because we really want to focus today on hope. So mm. how did you come up with that name even? It that was one of the hardest things to figure out. What do you name a, a ministry? And I kept trying to think of, I had ideas, but they didn't stick. And, and then all of a sudden, I uh, thought about a situation. Uh, someone who had started coming to a Bible study that I had in my home at night. And we were doing inductive Bible studies, dealing with the Word of God. And, and, and um, 
book by book by book. And this gal started coming. She, she was from Florida. She had moved to Dallas. She worked at a hospital uh, as a respiratory therapist. Most of her patients died. They were children. Wow. And it, so it was a pretty awesome, wow. meaning it, 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 a heavy yeah. occupation. And, um, but then one night she said, I uh, have to talk with you, but I don't want to be with others around. Right. And so um, she waited till the others, because I would do, always do, if you will, but, you know, counsel for anybody after, sure. after the Bible study. And it could be late. Well, it was late, late. And she said, um, I've been having flashbacks. Flashbacks. What kind of flashbacks? Yeah. Bad flashbacks. Bad. Yeah. I said, sexual? She said, yes. Yeah. She, and I said, okay, what, what is the content of your flashbacks? Yeah. And it, then finally she eked out my, my dad and what he sexually did to me. And all these memories were increasingly stronger and stronger. And she said, I can't take it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I said, I called her by name. And I said, you can, because I knew she was an authentic Christian. And the Bible says, uh, that it, it's like, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And I said that to her. And it, it's like, Everything was Teflon. It just would, would not stick. Yeah. Well, it'll work for you, but it won't work for me. Mm, and sad. she really believed that. I said, no, I'm, she said, I haven't been good enough. I said, I'm not, no one is good enough. We've all sinned yeah. and fallen short of the glory yeah. of God. And there's, the Bible says, all we like sheep have gone astray. Each one of us turned our own way. But the Lord laid on him, and that's Jesus, yeah. the sin of us all. So mm -hmm. bottom line, I said, when Christ died on the cross for your sin, he literally, by, by virtue of you receiving Jesus now as your Lord and Savior, he literally paid the price that you couldn't pay, we can't pay. And, and the issue is he remembers our sin no more. Yeah. Not that he has holy amnesia, but he won't count it against <laughs> us. But the point is... It's, it's like at the time she could get there, but then, yeah. but you could tell there was not, uh, and I, I said, I just want you to claim, I gave her several passages that would be helpful, that would give her peace. Yeah. I said, because he promises that he will give you a peace that passes all understanding, mm -hmm. regardless of what kind of storm you're in. And so, but she didn't have hope. Yeah. Because when I get the call from the hospital, that she had attempted suicide. And, you know, that means she has lost hope. Yeah. And it concerned me. But bottom line is she, her insurance ran out. And she had insurance because she worked at a hospital. It ran out. And now she's in the state hospital. Wow. And all of a sudden, I get this call. June, June, you've got to get me out of here. Wow. I said, what's happened? Yeah. June, I'm not like these people here. Yeah. I'm not like these people here. Uh, what, so what people? The people that are here at, at the state hospital, they're like walking zombies. I am not a walking zombie. Yes. I said, okay, all right. And, and she said, you know, I've been thinking. I can do all things oh, through Christ who gives amen. me strength. Yeah. And his divine power has given me what I need for life. 
and godliness. And, and she started repeating. Wow. I thought it was just not even anywhere. Yeah. And, and so now she started applying the hope that God had for her. The word that you spoke to her did not return void. That's the promise of God. When the word is spoke, it goes somewhere. It does not go, it doesn't go into oblivion. It goes somewhere. So she went from hopeless to hope. Yes. Yes. And hence hope for the heart. I love that. That's such a beautiful story. Well, and God is the God of hope. When yes. you look at scripture and it, but we've got to understand it's hopeful. Hope is not just wishful thinking. At Women of Faith, we not only care about your spiritual health, we care about your physical health too. In fact, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians that our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit and that we are to be obedient to Him by taking care of the body God gave us. Our new sponsor, Faithfully Fit and Free, shares this belief, and they're driven by a passion for helping people achieve a healthy body, a healthy spirit, and a healthy mind. You can visit faithfullyfitandfree.com to discover products that give you more energy and support your immunity, along with superfoods, personal care, and more. I personally love their mission and their products because I feel incredible taking them, and I know you'll love them too. Plus, when you place your first smart ship order, you'll receive a free devotional. Check out faithfullyfitandfree.com where the focus is on a healthy body, a healthy spirit, and a healthy mind. We hear the word hope a lot, and yet I think there's a lot of confusion on what it actually means. So what is the difference between cultural hope and Christian hope? Because we hear people say a lot, oh, I hope this, I hope that. And you, you could be saying that in a Christian mm -hmm. perspective, or you can be saying that in a cultural perspective. So what's the differences? Well, and we use the word hope in a cultural sense. Um, you know, well, you, you think you can get there by 6.30 tonight? Well, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> so. So we use that. Uh -huh. But I happen to have seen to just a few minutes before <laughs> when I sat down here, I saw the keys for living Women of faith yeah. on the topic of hope. Yeah. The anchor for your soul. Yeah. And so, so looking at what you now have to present. Thanks to you. To everyone. Yes. Okay. Cultural hope. This okay. is the definition. Okay. And this is important. This is really important. It is. Cultural hope is an optimistic desire. Everybody okay. likes the concept of Sounds hope. Sounds good. Optimistic desire that something will happen, but it's not guaranteed. It is changeable because of changeable people and circumstances. Okay. okay, Christian hope is not like cultural hope. Christian hope is the optimistic assurance that something will happen. It's based on our unchangeable God and his unfailing promises. So the Bible says we have this hope, an anchor for the soul, yeah. firm and secure. Yeah. That sounds a little more hopeful than the cultural definition, doesn't it? Yes. So yeah. I want to emphasize that she, they have just now come out with this Keys yeah. for Living Women of Faith. Yeah. Hope and, the anchor for your soul. And thank you for partnering with us on that. You know, this is 35 years of your work with you and your team. And it's such a cool thing. Of I remember um, being introduced for the first time 
uh, to the Keys for a Living. And I remember Dr. Eric Scalise, who now spearheads a lot of the things that you um, have started, he says, June, you you have all this gold, right? All of these keys for living. Now let's go make jewelry with it. <laughs> and so, so I just think that God's, you know, hand on your life has it is being um, paid forward in so many different ways. So how did you like change your life? You know, give us a little background on you yourself, and how did you get into counseling and and writing and doing all the ministry work that you do now? Um, no one can help what family situation they're born into. Yeah. Um, you, you can't choose it. Uh, you are born into it, whatever it is. So uh, I grew up uh, in a bizarre home where my father had three families going on at the same time. And I grew up with a fictitious last name. I was June Wright, um, even though they were doing was wrong but you know that's just what I had and I learned to sign like who is your father occupation at that time they had those kinds of forms to fill out when you go to school and so I had I knew what to write down but it was all made up and um, then I remember there was a point uh, on my around my 12th birthday we moved into dad's house his first wife had died and um then 11 months later, they married. <clears throat> My parents married. And uh, it was very difficult because he was double mom's age and he was harsh. And um, like there would be, uh, I was told one day, you're a bad influence on your mother. So wow. uh, you are not to have any contact with her from dinner on. And and I didn't, um, uh, except he would have me sing on occasion. And, you know, but, but we had a lot of company, but so I was singing. And but but I just uh, I hated him. I uh, even had a plan to kill him. Wow. <clears throat> and I was 14 at that time. And wow. mother did not agree with my plan. She was very dear. She said, honey, I appreciate what you're trying to do, mm. but that really won't be necessary. But I knew in four years I would be out of the juvenile prison. Yeah. And so I thought I can do anything for four years. So wow. it doesn't surprise me when I hear other people, you know, I hear about kids who yep. kill their parents, and people go, how could they? Well, I understand that. I mean, that's where I was. and But I was trying to fix the problem. To yeah. me, that was a solving wow. a problem. Wow. So I loved math. Math made sense uh, to me. <laughs> doesn't to, to people who don't like math, but, <laughs> but I love math. And so um, I was always trying to figure out what to do because I wasn't verbal. I didn't yep. talk to anybody. Right. And people had no idea. Uh, so my, my name did change somewhere. I finally figured out, well, the teacher comes, what, what are we to call you? Your brother's going by this name. You're going by that name. Yeah. I said, well, I'll just go, okay, I'll be a hunt now. So yeah. I was June Hunt. And, and so anyway, when life is very perplexing, yeah. and, and, and I'm watching and watching, and, and by the way, now all of a sudden I'm in a biblically-based church, not because my dad. My dad said Christianity's a crutch. I'm not a Christian. I don't have to go by Christian ethics. And he didn't um, yeah. with all the women. All. all of that, I used to think, if there's really a loving God, why, why would he allow one person, my dad, to cause all this pain on yeah. so many people? He was very successful in business, but, oh, you know, and I had no idea. That was all a precursor 
to right. help me right. understand. I mean, I can I can teach on adultery. I can teach. Yeah. I'm, I, I we write materials on yes. all these painful areas, dysfunctional families. So your past created the message that you could bring. We talk about this. You know, Jesus can turn your mess into a message. Your you know trial into your triumph, and you're like living testimony because you know we can go through the list of the keys for living and say you've experienced so many of these things and that led you to counseling and ministry. I want you to, you know, you put your radio host hat on. If somebody would say, I'm hopeless, Mm -hmm. like how do we help them go from hopeless to hopeful? Like what is that upward spiral of hope? How do we, you know, give them, how do they find that? Yes, we know Jesus is the answer. A woman called in June of the pandemic from California. And she began, sobbed for the first 14 minutes. Mm-hmm. I, I have 14 min, three 14 minute segments. And uh, she said, my, my husband had pneumonia and went to the hospital, but I couldn't see him. They would not let me in. I couldn't wipe his brow. He had a heart attack in the hospital, and then he died. And she said, I never got to kiss his cheek or do anything. And she was just sobbing. But this is the worst. I mean, I never will forget this. I got chills. Then they handed me, here is his biomatter. He wasn't biomatter. This is my husband. He's the one who introduced me to the Lord. It was about 10 or 10 years before, and, and I, she said, I've been the victim of childhood sexual abuse, and he helped me through that, and, and it, it, I changed, and, and because of him, and he wasn't bio, I mean, I wow. was, without her knowledge, cremated. Yeah. It was just horrible. I know, you're, <laughs> I had that same response. Oh yeah, and so now we have a break, and I think, oh, God, please help me, because I, this is an unchangeable circumstance. Yeah. You can change certain things. This is unchangeable. And now she wanted to die. Oh. She, I mean, and she said, I thought God was a loving God, and, but, you know, and just in agony. And um, so, you know, when you, when you are hopeless, that's when you can be suicidal. And that's where she was. Yeah. And so coming back, I just prayed, please enable direct my mind yeah. to the Give right kind of thing. Yeah. And so I said, tell me, do you think that you have more compassion, and empathy for someone who has had sexual abuse as, as a younger person? And, and do you think you have more compassion than most people? Or she said, oh, I know I do. Yeah. And do you think you have more compassion for those who are new widows? Oh, I know I do. I said, so that means you really understand. Yeah. In fact, I, I told her, sympathy says, it's like patting someone on the head. Yeah. I'm sorry you're hurt. Yeah. And it's, it, it, I mean, that's all, if you can't identify, at least you can yeah. have sympathy. Sure. But empathy says, I'll hurt with you. I, I, I've walked in those shoes. Compassion says, I'll hurt with you, and I'll be there for you. Yeah. I'll stick around until the hurt is gone. 
I said, do you think that it's possible that God has prepared you for a ministry? Her whole countenance, yes. Wow. Oh, I hadn't thought of, yes. And so now she had hope for her heart, Uh, hope for her life, hope to use all the pain in a positive way. And I found out that she sang, and it, it, but That's you know so she great. she was ready to take her life. You know, it's so interesting how one of the things with this show that I hope to accomplish is for everyone to understand. You can go from hopeless or going through the struggle. I mean, you've shared three stories already of hopeless going through the struggle, enduring the pain. And you know what? There's the flip side of it. It's finding the victory. Despite the struggles, you can live into victory. And the reason you can live victoriously is because you're in Christ, because you have Jesus with you. That's our hope. And that's the whole point of this show. Three examples already. So thank you for sharing that. Wow. So good. Isn't it precious, though? The God who created us, he did not create us to be abused, to be mistreated, to have cruel people, but he, the first two people he created chose to go their own way. And so they could choose to go against his will. And yet in spite of that, he knows all. So he knows how he wants to use right. all right. to make it, if you will, to redeem yeah. all. Yeah. And so it may be, may be that you're the only one that could understand someone yeah. else's trial and yeah. tragedy. Yeah. And and the the difference, you know, I used to think, because I, I wasn't verbal, but I remember there was someone who was incredibly, uh, a, in fact, I was assigned a, a tutor because. Um, I had made all F's and one D in my sophomore year in, in high school, wow. at least on one quarter. Yeah. And they said, so and this woman I saw years later, Sally Blaylock, and, I, and we were at a, 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 somebody's home for a, 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 some kind of a, an event sure. for a, a, a senior in high school. And so, and she said, June, she said, I used to look at you. You had such pain in your face, um. but I couldn't get you to talk. I said, Sally, you were the one person I would think if I'm ready and I'm going to explode and I can't hold it in, I could always go to Sally because I think you would really care and you would understand. And she said, I tried to get you to talk. I said, I couldn't. I had a cork in my throat yeah. and I just felt like I can't tell because... It could implode on my mother because I right. adored her. Yeah. And then then there were other family members, including another family that my dad had. A man came up to me. June, are you aware that you're my half-sister? No, I, I wasn't aware. Um, yes, there are four of us in Atlanta. Uh, so, so you can have surprises in life. Now, I was still, I think I was just in college when that happened. But the point is, you can learn things that you have no idea about. But God already knew whatever it is that caused us such pain. What we have to realize is he knows how to take that pain. In fact, the Bible even tells us that the father of all compassion comforts us. Yeah. So that then we can comfort others. And he brings other people to comfort. You know, a lot of times we think, oh, well, 
you know, we're waiting for God to do something. No, he brings people to us to help us, comfort us, counsel us, whatever that is. And I'm so thankful for you sharing some of your story. Um, And just as a side note, if you hear the craziness going on out here, we're at NRB. It's live. We have a lot of people enjoying their time together. Um, Again, you're getting honored. And so I'm I'm so thankful that you're here with us and just um, able to share some heartfelt because people need help. And there's a lot of people that don't know where to find that. And so I'm thankful that you're able to share some of that story with us. June, I, this is kind of a different topic. I want to ask you, out of all the books that you've written, which you've written a lot of books, uh, what's the one that's nearest and dearest to your heart? If I speak at prisons, they want me to speak on forgiveness. Yeah. Um, and I love to do that because... Those who are incarcerated are usually blaming somebody for them being there. But it's not that. It's just years ago. Now, there there was a point at which I saw people, kids, literally teenagers who had the real thing. I didn't know what they had, but whatever they had, I wanted it. Later, I learned that, oh, they were saying it's Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship with Christ. I didn't understand that. Uh-huh. I thought, of course, it's a religion, but but I was quiet, so yeah. I didn't. And and finally, when I saw it was Christ, I, I never heard of Christ in you. That scripture actually yeah. it says it's Christ in you, the hope yeah. of glory. I need so now. I didn't know how to think, and so I become a Christian. But I'm thinking, um, forgiveness is wrong, because that's just letting somebody off the hook. Yep. I mean, and and I don't understand, but I just kind of, I, I like the concept, but <laughs> maybe I liked it for me that I'd be forgiven, but, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but I just could not go there. And finally, I bet, but what do you do when you look at a scripture? Bear with each other and forgive yeah. whatever grievance you have against yeah. one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And so I, this is what I had to learn. And so I, I probably, you know, if, if I had to um, pick three or maybe just one uh, you know, it, <laughs> forgiveness because so yeah. many people don't understand they don't forgiveness is literally it's the word release yep it means lift off send yep. away and I, I i thought well you're letting them off the hook yeah of and as you're yeah. being an enabler yeah. and that's bad to yeah. be an enabler in our context of right. under, when you understand what enabling is uh, that means you're enabling somebody not to face up to the responsibility of, of their wrongdoing. Yeah. So the, the thing is, this is this is what forgiveness is. It's we're taking that person, my, my dad, yeah. off of my emotional hook. Yeah. I release that the pain to God, yeah. and then I release the person that would be, yeah. in this case, my father, um, not taking him off. Yeah the hook i'm taking off of my hook hook. i'm putting him onto god's hook yeah because he says vengeance is mine i will repay yes you give it it to the hands of the lord okay so june i teach the whole thing in a forgiveness class which is available and so listeners you know go check out our forgiveness class because i teach thoroughly on that very topic it's one of my favorite things to talk about as well i think that's why you and i have connected so much is that forgiveness piece 
Um, so I, I love that that's how you answered the question because we both have had such a work in our lives of forgiveness. And mm -hmm. so um, I'm glad that you shared that. And I love that visual example of how to take the weight off of ourselves and allowing forgiveness to be to be rid of that so that we're not weighed down so that we can actually go out and live what God is calling us to do. I'm thrilled that you do that because yeah. everyone needs, in fact, if you look at it, there are a lot of attributes that are wonderful. Yep. You know, grace and yep. all, all these, there's nothing more significant than forgiveness. Wow. It, it so is good. a class of, of its own because why did Jesus come to earth? What did he do? Right. The whole point was yes. to forgive us of our sin. But Amen. He paid the price yeah. for our sin yeah. that we've all committed. Yeah. We can't do anything about the past, yeah. but he did something about our future. Yes. So he paid the price yes. through his life. Amen. The key for us is we have yes. to receive him as our personal Lord and yes. Savior. And then he forgives us of all our sin, past present, and future. Love it. Since this is a time for our always real moment, I just want to say this. Forgiveness can be hard, but it can be done. When I finally offered myself as well as others full forgiveness, it was a turning point in my life. A mentor walked me through this process because I didn't even realize I had unforgiveness in my life. So my question to you is this. Do you have unforgiveness in your life? I really want you to think about this question because if you do, I want you to have the same freedom I have found. It's radically changed my life. In our class on forgiveness, I share in depth about how I went from unforgiveness to forgiveness. I had a lot of misconceptions about this topic and I thought it was for the other person and there was no way I wanted to let them off the hook. And I share exactly what I mean by that in our forgiveness class. What I realized though, is that I needed to offer forgiveness to set me free to do what God was really calling me to do. Forgiveness gives us freedom. If I can do it, so can you. I believe in you and I want you to have the same freedom I have found so long ago. Okay, I have one last question for you. It's time for our truth bomb. So June Hunt's truth bomb. A truth bomb is just 30 seconds, something that you want the world to know because you, like, if somebody would think about this show, what's the one little takeaway? It's 30 seconds takeaway mm -hmm. mm -hmm. from June Hunt. I would say, it doesn't matter what the reason you think you're here on earth. It can be very surprising to see how God wants to use you to literally make a difference yeah. in the lives of others. So good. And what that means is nothing is wasted when put into his hands. Just realize all the things that you've learned um, that the pain, people can identify with pain. They, they don't necessarily identify with success of everybody's successes yeah. but they do identify with pain and challenges in life so know that it's all invaluable just invaluable for the lord to use that in the lives of others and he will teach you you just stay dependent stay dependent stay dependent yeah. on him 
So good. Thank you for being with us on the show today. Gosh, I wish we had more time because we could just keep going. But thank you so much for being with us today. My joy. We love you, Jim. Love you. This show is brought to you in part by Faithfully Fit and Free, ICCI, and OneShare. To learn more, go to womenoffaith.com.